What's good? It's Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. And this is not another damn podcast. Presented by our damn selves. Damn selves. 197. Yeah. Yes. 97. That's what's up right there. Get it crack and do what we do up in here, man. Not yep, another damn podcast. Um Let's start things off. We got a lot, a lot to get in, but um, I'm gonna do a little mini rant first, and then um, <laughs> we're gonna get right into it. You were your rats. Hold on, I gotta check this out. Oh lord, I'm trying to post right now. We already know what it is when Oz has a rant. <laughs> Shout out to um Facebook, Facebook for apparently being dicks. So, like I said, it looked like we got some haters. From Zucks in right now. I don't know what this is, but what? Uh, not another damn podcast page. You text me this first and I wouldn't investigate it. I said I'm gonna talk about this on the podcast and shit. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Said so, um your page has been unpublished um because it goes against our community standards. Like community standards. Wow. Okay. Like um, and then I clicked on and read what the community standards are. And you do like to hear what it says that um the community standards. What the hell is a community and, and how we uh, violate how we violate that? It says please explain to me. Community standards said we don't allow certain things on Facebook, including graphic violence, okay, hate speech, harassment, bullying, nudity, sexual activity, and sexual exploration. Now, when did we do any of that on this fucking? We don't podcast? do any of that, so. It's like we don't we don't have any violence. We just like we're not even in the same place. How we have violence? Right now, right. No like, <laughs> Come on, <laughs> and then hate speech. Like what hate speech? What? I'm confused. I'm like, so someone's going to break it down to me. Yeah, harassment and bullying. Who the hell do we bully? Who do we bully? Like we don't bully anybody. Nudity, sexual activity, sexual racism. I don't know about you. I ain't never flashed my dick on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know me. Like I ain't nothing. I'm covered. Nothing shows on me. <laughs> so I'm I'm trying to figure out what we violated. If I was to guess, it probably was hate speech because we probably said, I don't know if we talked about um, Minister Farcon or something like that because he's banned from Facebook. So maybe we talked about him on the podcast and they went back on some of our ups. I don't know and shit, but. I don't know. Like I said, they our, our page is um is shut down for now, but I'm going to get to the bottom of that shit. Yeah. Like if you're going to shut me down, at least tell me why. Okay, like, yeah, tell me why. Just don't it. So I can figure it out. So I can figure it out, and then I can be given an opportunity to correct what I allegedly did. If yes. you just pull something, you don't tell somebody what they did, then mm-hmm. how will they know? So I don't know. Yeah, at least um, at least when you um, go through a, um, a traffic cam or a speed cam, they send you a video of like what you why they send you a ticket. At least. Yeah. Or if you were parked in a no parking zone, they'll send you mm-hmm. a picture of it. Uh, like, okay, yeah, this is um, this is street cleaning, and you parked here clearly on this. Here's road. your license plate, a zero in. Here's your license plate, here's zero in. Right. Here's you. And here's <laughs> right. what date it is, right? Yeah, they will tell you that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so um, but this though, you can't just say um, your page has been unpublished. You gotta send me um the clip of um of us having hate speech, or like of the fake right. that we didn't have yeah. Like, I mean, we know 100% it's not nudity because, like, we don't, like... Nudity or violence. So, I'm saying, if I was a guessing man, I would say right. it's the HP. It is not bullying. Like, we don't bully anybody. Yeah, we don't bully like, anybody. something in that shit. Yeah, it's, the, it's something in the hate speech is what I would say. 
they would wow. talk about Farcon or something like that. I don't really, we yeah. haven't mentioned them on this podcast, and we heard like Farcon. Wait, go back. What they say? <laughs> no, we said that he got banned from uh, social media. That's what we said. We stated a fact that he was banned. And I talked about his speech <laughs> um, that he gave on Fourth of July last year. I remember that episode. Yeah, that was damn near a year ago. So you just shutting us down now. We talked about Farcon's Fourth of July speech. We're not saying that we, we reported what the facts were, what happened. We're reporting facts about things. Yeah, like well, I don't get it, but we're going to get to the bottom of that bullshit. I had to start there because I said I want to get that off my chest. That's a, That was annoying. When you said it to me, and then I went, and I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just kept, yeah, I was trying- I kept going down the rabbit hole, and I was like, really? <laughs> they're like oh you guys publish it they're like click here to publish it. and i kept on hitting to publish a page it wouldn't I'm, let me do it I, I'm like, I clicked like three times after the third time i was like okay let me just research like why it's shut down mm-hmm. and that's what it said so apparently we um uh, we, we promote hate speech on this podcast apparently <laughs> that doesn't even sound right like really like we do <laughs> really us yeah, show me the clip. That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, I want the receipts. Like, show me the clip. Oh, but the way that things <laughs> are, and they bullshit. Show me the clip. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. And this is perfect that you like. Like we always say, we ain't new at this. This is perfect. This actually leads into what a thing that we can talk about that we can lead right into now. The cancel culture. Okay. Why is everybody canceling everything? Everything's getting canceled. Like it's- most recently. Dr. Seuss got canceled. You saw that? I saw that. It was like, what, six or six? Six of his books got canceled. And like, um, I was like, and I thought, I was like, when did, when was Dr. Seuss ever fucking controversial? I only read two Dr. Seuss books in my life. Like, you probably guessed it too. Like, yeah, most people. I haven't had green eggs and ham. Much. That's the only, I was like, I don't remember anything <laughs> controversial in either of those. So I don't know. Yeah, because like I've read like they had all the books. I was like, I never even heard of these other books. Yeah, the mulberry, <laughs> what, what, the mulberry thing, I never heard of. I didn't hear of any of the books that they banned. I was like, they probably it could have been banned like fifty years ago before I was born, and I wouldn't have known because exactly. I don't know all those books. Yeah. Right, because I, I went, cat I went to the zoo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like I have Doctor Seuss books for Ariana, but I mean, we don't have any of those books. Like we just have like uh, the cat in the hat, green eggs and ham. It's an ABC book we have. Um, what's the other one? Well, for school, because like this week in school, it was Dr. Seuss week. And I rock that because it was his birthday this week. So That's why it was like his top. Yeah, yeah let's it was his birthday this week. Get him it was out. Yeah. Let's yeah. Get him. <laughs> but yeah, like they was like those six books have been pulled because they said that it had um, racial stereotypes in it and. They just pulled it. And then another thing I saw, they said that Disney Plus pulled um, some movies off of Disney Plus off of the children's profiles. They said that if it's, it's still be available in the adult profiles, yeah. but the children's profiles, they pulled it. So, like, I think... HBO, is, HBO Max has done that with some of their stuff. Like, they don't have it in a general section. They put it in a historical mm-hmm. section. Like, yeah. Gone with the Wind, for example, is in the historical mm-hmm. section. So it's um not pulled per se, but it's not with the the rest of the stuff. Yeah, it's not gonna be. You have to like dig to find it. Basically, you have to that dig what for you it. know is uh, just like it's like R. Kelly on Spotify. He's still there. It's just like they don't highlight. Just dig for you it. Right? It's like they um muted R. Kelly. No, they didn't. They just don't. 
he's just not promoted there. He's not promoted, but like he's R. Kelly in your Spotify list, like you could pull up every one of his fucking albums. So knock it off with him being canceled. You can listen to Twelve Play right now if you want. To. <laughs> it's not canceled. <laughs> they just don't but, have all those playlists. They pulled that shit down, but all the albums, every one of them, they're all still there. Yeah. I think with Disney Plus, they pulled um, uh, Peter Pan. I think off the kids, they pulled um, Dumbo. I said we've talked about Dumbo before with the crows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Jim Crow, who was the head of the Crows, Jim Crow. Head Crow's name, Jim. <laughs> and they said the reason why they pulled on um, Peter Pan's because when he goes and uh, sees the, na- the uh, Native Americans, it was like they were doing the stereotypical, you know, mm-hmm. like speaking, like, how, you know, like that, like not speaking correctly and just mm-hmm. savage like behavior and that type of stuff. So that's why they pulled that. Remember that cartoon Go Go Gophers back in the day? I would be considered racist as hell now. These two Gophers, oh. they were Indians. <laughs> one yeah. Of them spoke gibberish, and the other one was like, would understand them and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, you don't see that no more. <laughs> you probably won't see that stream. And then in the Aristocat, they pulled the Aristocats because they said like the Siamese cat was like very stereotypical. Like his Asian oh, that yeah. was stereotypical, yeah. I don't even know that. So. But it's like, it's a two-way thing. I think, should everything just be like a race from existing, like it didn't happen? I don't think so, because it's like, let's pretend like, let's not pretend like this country was not founded on hate. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> on wiping people out. Let's not pretend like... <laughs> on slavery and... White supremacy, all of that. Yeah. Let's not pretend yeah. like that yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. Well, it's, still, it's not going to change shit. Um, right. Right. It's not going to change the history uh, of what happened. And Tom and Jerry didn't want to wear blackface and have um have an owner named Mammy and shit like and that. have a Mammy, yeah. And that shit never told me when she talked. Let's, yeah. let's, not, like, let's not pretend like this didn't happen. Like, Mammy is seen nowhere on Boomerang. <laughs> it's nowhere. Nowhere on Boomerang. All those episodes <laughs> featured Mammy up. Cause like at least in the um syndication, she was there, but they dubbed her voice over. They dubbed her voice over. I did the episodes, and now I say, you know what? Fuck, Mammy, we're not airing. We're not going to show her. <laughs> it's like Auntie Mima no longer exists. It's like um. I should have my spare bottle. <laughs> I bought some pancake mix. <laughs> I should have hold on to. It. I said because this is probably the last syrup bottle. <laughs> I just bought one just because I said like this is oh fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw so they still had some at the store, so I bought one just a couple weeks ago. I'm gonna put that in storage somewhere. Like, ah, fuck it. Because I don't even eat that shit. Like, and Jemaine ate that shit. Like, I, I, have pancakes, care, right? I don't make pancakes with that. I make, yeah, I use something else. I don't mm-hmm. make that yet. But um, I just bought a box. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, let's let's not pretend like that this stuff didn't happen. Like, blackface happened. Like, white artists wore blackface to portray black people. And they always portray black people as unintelligent, happy, shucking, jiving. They portrayed us as that. The first black TV show, which originally was played by white guys on the radio show. On the radio. radio show. Then when they came to TV, they said, um, even in the 50s, they knew that blackface was controversial. They said, we can't, like, it's one thing to do, like, to put on a minstrel show or, like, to put, 
But to do that shit every week, like on a sitcom, they're like, you know what? <laughs> this might not age too well. Those two guys knew back then, like back in the 50s. I think Amos and Andy started like 51 or 52 or something. It was yeah. like the 50s when it even then, and it was like, hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't do blackface. We shouldn't do this. So they hired black actors to play the characters when mm-hmm. they were on television. But when they were, they was the white guy, and they did the, the typical stereotypical black voices, like yeah, <laughs> oh, hello there, and they like you know, kingfish talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's acknowledge that this happened, and let's not pretend because. If you do stuff to pretend like it didn't happen, then it kind of makes it go away, and then it eases the guilt of people who were the oppressed. That's, that's why they try to cancel it because it makes motherfuckers uncomfortable. And ironically, the people it makes uncomfortable is not the ones that um you you claim it is um is the um the the white ones, the white people, the oppressors, the, the, the oppressors. ones who were who had been on the oppressing side, not the ones who would be receiving the stuff. And like ironically, <laughs> the ones who are pushing for all of this is mostly is the white liberals. It's coming from that side because like their guilt, their white guilt is like killing the guilt. Them. There you go, the guilt. Yes, so I understand. Yes. You don't want to see that, Amos and Andy. We're we're going to ban that forever. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, we need to have a real conversation. And it was like he was wrong. Like, it's the white liberals that are okay. That and yes, and yes, that stuff is wrong. And when my kids are a little older, I will have the real conversation. And we've and always know known it was wrong. You ain't telling us shit. It dude. happened. We knew that shit, mammy. Shit was offensive when we were kids and shit. Yeah. We knew it that Amos and Andy, like, Amos and Andy had already been banned by the time we came along, but um, our, our mom, like, she uh, would talk. And um, I think they had some, because it's, ne- it's never been an official release of that, but it's been bootleg releases of that show. Like, yeah, yeah, like, um, You find, like, bootleg videos, like DVDs or tapes uh-huh. in the day, like, so I've seen episodes, yeah, of the show, because, like, some bootlegs uh-huh. have, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's never been an official Amos and Andy box set. It's right, bootlegs like uh, unofficial shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen uh, a couple of episodes bootleg myself. I've seen. And I remember yeah. I, back. I'm about to date myself. Yeah, back black when Blockbuster was a thing. I remember they had the Amos and Andy DVDs on sale. I mean, they had them for rent. Yeah, I rented them just to watch. I said just yeah. to see. Like, yeah. like was the show really that offensive? Like, that's what I wanted to see for myself, so I rented some because they had them. But I'm pretty sure that was those weren't that wasn't an official release. Like. Like but that's the white had recorded the shit off TV and then just made DVD. Right, just made a DVD. <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> but that should be. We should have these teaching moments to show, like, this is a, this is where we were at one point. Mm-hmm. This is how our nation looked, and this was, and nobody bad an eye. This was completely normal. This was not like that's so offensive, and everybody is mostly saying it. Only a couple of people are like, no, it's not offensive. Well, everybody, that was just a norm. Mm-hmm. That was a nor- like it was normal for them to have white only drinking fountains and colored drinking fountains. That was a normal thing. Or to have whites only for your establishment, like whether it's a diner, whether it's a club, mm-hmm. like to have the sign posted at the door, whites only. Like whites only. Or um, or like um, like mom told us when she said when people were like in the newspaper, people applying for jobs, it would say white only. Yeah, like for the. Now, for like the lunch counters, which is what led to the lunch counter sit-ins back in the day, is um they would have like the whites out front. So if you wanted a job as a waitress or something like that, you had mm-hmm. to be white. They, the blacks they have the cooks like in the back. They hide well, the blacks. Up, yeah. 
for cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, to work the front, now you had to be white back then. If you, want, if you wanted to be a waitress or a clerk or whatever, you had to be. Like, they weren't going to let your black ass be on the register working the register. No, <laughs> that was not going to happen. Hide you in the back. Yeah. <laughs> right. So let's be honest. Like, let's show that at one point this was normal. That's why watching this stuff, it's like they'll put the thing saying that due to some images in here, they, they, it was during this time frame that. Like, go out with the wind. They're like, um, and I think that's fine to do it like that. It might be some offensive shit, but um, we're warning. We just get, we just let. And you. I think that that's fine. That's the best way I think to go about it because instead of acting like it didn't happen, put the disclaimer showing that hey, at one point our nation was fucked up, and like, this, is, hey, this like, was normal. This is what we product, did back then. Product of his time, so yeah. <laughs> we know now, like when you know better, you do better. So we know better now that putting somebody, putting a mammy up. With her hair tied up and her bush and her eyes and something else you can't find that. anymore now, which is all like like the little rascals, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> buckweed and Farina. Buckweed, yeah. Stymie to a lesser extent, he was like less offensive than those other two characters, but yeah. buckweed. Oh my gosh, Buck he and was. Farina, yeah. they were ridiculous though. <laughs> I was buckweed, like he was. I was buckweed. He was that, yeah. So. Yeah, it's like that. So you can't find that show either. But um, I said release it with this with the um with the warning. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, it might be some it's some offensive shit in here that some of this might offend some of y'all. But we just give we just give you the heads up before you. Watch. Like this is the authentic. This is it. Like this is remastered in its authentic format. We did not edit anything out. We did not add anything. This is how it was recorded back in 1930, whatever the year was. And this is what was accepted in the 1930s. You have to remember, this was almost 100 years ago. If something was done in the 1930s, that's almost 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. So a lot can change in that time frame. They used to air that shit when I was a kid. I remember watching the Little Rascals back in the mm-hmm. 80s. <laughs> they still aired them. I think in the nineties when they banned the shit, that's when shit started yeah, getting and NAACP got, got that shit off the air by the nineties. <laughs> yeah, but the eighties, I remember what because they used to come on you know, the after school hours, yeah, yeah, your cartoons, like yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, what a block that is, like Tommy Jerry, um, <laughs> and the little rascals, like yeah, just have all the racist shit together, whole <laughs> 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 racist block in the afternoon. <laughs> But let's act like, you know, let's not act like... And we didn't watch it. It was just like, okay, yeah. Watch the Little Rascals now. And this is when you have that teaching moment. Like, I feel like as parents... we had as kids, like, um, a mom and dad told us that Buckwheat was offensive and shit. It's your job as parents to let your kids know that, hey... But they said, like, yeah, that's a stereotype, that character. That's a stereotype. Like, he was androgynous, like, he was, um... He dressed like a girl, like he had a dress on and shit. Like, like the earlier, like later, they um they made the character more. Yeah, they had him more in like in boys' clothes, like male clothing. Yeah, but early on, he was androgynous, like with Buck. It was like it was totally ridiculous. Like, the yeah, character, when it's and the, then uh, the <laughs> old Tay, yeah. like he couldn't speak correctly. Old Tay, mm-hmm. but um, like I didn't know Mammy was offensive on Tom and Jerry. I didn't know that as a child until Mom told me. Oh, you WT out. And then every time when they showed her, when they, they played, they played that every time she heard the Mammy theme. For those that don't know, Mammy, little baby won't shorten it, shorten it. That's his actual, Mammy had an actual song back in the day. Yeah. And then when mom sang the full version, 
it's like something like two little darkies, or it's like it's very feeling. Mom saying like the whole version. Yeah, I was the like, team, they just played the instrumental of that. The do 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 do. They didn't play any of the lyrics. Yeah, the lyrics. But when mom actually told me the lyrics, album, that's the music they played. When you look back, if you if you could find the shit, like you might not. If you look back, if they find those price dash up on YouTube too. <laughs> a lot of that shit because for a couple of reasons. Because it's, off- it's copyright and it's offensive. Copyright so, and offensive. So a lot of that shit they got off of YouTube. No, too. Mm-hmm. But just like the cancel, like a lot of stuff, like you said, was products of the time period that you're looking at. So just being like, we need to cancel this person. We need to cancel this show. We need to just cancel it. Like, no. Let's have a real conversation about it. Mama, that, Let's have a real conversation. It's coming from one direction. A lot of that shit is like... Uh-huh. I'm like, what's so and so do? I'm like, every time I look up, it's like everything is getting can- like now. Uh, I think uh, like it's like some shows are getting canceled. It was like some like television shows. They're like, no, we're not, we're not supporting that. We're not doing the Mr. Potato Head. They was like, uh, oh, they- now it's just Potato Head. Yeah, we're not it's gonna say potato. Mr. Potato Head. No, it's gents- just Potato Head. Mr. Fluid, just just Potato Head now. Because <laughs> I just I y'all well, are doing uh, too much, man. Well, my, uh, the kid's godmother, she got, uh, well, she got potato head for Khalil, like a big potato head. It was like, he always all these different potato ones. head to me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, guess, like, I, guess, I guess this is the hate speech that got us kicked off Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I had a conversation like this. This is really hate speech. This is the hate speech. This is really hate speech. And I'm still calling potato head, Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> but everything is just, I mean, PC, does PC overstep its boundaries? That's the thing. Does Absolutely. PC just go? Does PC just go too sanitize far? Sanitize the world. You can't. It's, you're trying to sanitize. Right. Does PC just go too far sometimes? Sanitize the past is like right. Come on. It's like no. Let's look at the past and let's acknowledge and let's um. Let's look back and see how see how far we've come and how far we have to go. Exactly. Let's acknowledge that yes, it was messed up, but then let's move forward. Mm-hmm. Let's acknowledge that. Let's take it and let's own it. Like the whole thing they say about addicts. Addicts cannot accept the fact that they're an addict until they first accept that I have a drug problem. Then okay. once you accept that you have a drug problem, then you can get the help. Which is why if you watch Judge Mathis, he's the first thing he always does with the crackhead. Are you a crackhead? You're a crackhead. <laughs> hey, sir, you can admit you're a crackhead. You can admit you're a crackhead if you're a crackhead. Like, until you admit the shit, you're not going to get help. So that's why he does that. Because, like, he explained that. Because I thought it was, I said, um, because like, I always laughed at that shit when he said, you can't admit you're a crackhead, but he explained why he does it. In order to get off the crack, you got to admit you're a crackhead. You got to admit that you have it, that you, you have a problem. You're a crackhead, you can't get help. So that's why I said, right. you can't admit you're a crackhead, sir. If you have any type of whatever your um condition is that you have, you have to admit that, okay, I have a problem. Once you admit that you have your problem, then the intervention can happen. Then the help can come in, and you can move forward and build up. But until then, if you're just like, well, then you're in denial. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it's becoming a lot. Like <laughs> this is becoming it's too much. Man. <laughs> it's too. Yeah, are you? I'm. I'm. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything more. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move on. I did my time this we, already, we already got kicked off Facebook. I don't need to get kicked off any more platforms. I did my time this too much. <laughs> the neighborhood is too much. <laughs> Me, uh, let's, 
me get serious for a moment. We um, both had losses. I'll talk about mine first because uh, it touched a lot of people. Rest in peace, Erica Watson. Yeah. She's um, Kenwood Bronco alum, much like myself. She's also she was a comedian, actress. She appeared on The Shy as well as several other shows. She's mm-hmm. part of Wendy City Live, you know, on Channel 7. She yeah. Mm-hmm. Part of that team. She died from COVID complications last weekend, like about a week ago. Yeah. And um, ironically, I think her birthday was either that day or the day before. She had just celebrated a birthday. And she was um, right before that on Facebook talking about um, her condition. She was like, yeah, like my oxygen levels are at a dangerous level. Y'all pray for me. So it's like she knew that she was she might not make it. So that makes it even sadder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, she was Miss Tiny on the shy. She's all I'm reading part of her um, her resume right now she was also um Chirac she was in Precious um yeah she I have to go back and look at Precious now because like I said I only saw Precious all the way through one time so I feel like I've seen I've only seen it once time all the way through Mm -hmm. it was just a lot to digest that movie was a lot (laughs) it was a lot But, also, um, a Columbia College um, grad as well, too. Like, mm-hmm. you can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. Also married to a Columbia College grad. <laughs> so yeah. She majored in, um, she got her, ba- her bachelor's and her master's from Columbia. Nice. Yeah. So, um, and then pursued her dream, a career in show business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, was making some noise. Like, I think you met her once, um, with Nazi Muhammad, another homie from Kenwood. He did a benefit is when he played for the Bulls, he was doing his annual fundraiser during that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she was one of the hosts for that, because I was a DJ there. Because, like, all the people yeah. the hosts and the DJs were all Kenwood alums. You guys were all Kenwood alums, yeah, I and remember. My that. guy, Cool Aunt, um, Kenya Simone, my homegirl, and Erica, like, because they were the two hosts, Kenya and um, and Erica, and myself and Cool Aunt were the two DJs there. Yeah, I know Marcus and I attended uh, there. We were there. Mm-hmm. Like, well, like a bunch of NBA guys and yeah. Lisa was everywhere. Because <laughs> she saw me, she's like, hey! <laughs> she's like that, yeah. Worski from Bulls Radio. Yeah, I met Chef Worski. I met him. Yeah. I was like, hey, Chef Worski. He was like, hey. I was like, I was like, see, I know who you are. I'll follow you on Twitter. <laughs> I was like, I'll follow you on Twitter. Well, Erica was one of the hosts at that, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. That touched a lot of people with my timeline. Yeah, like my timeline was exploding because um, I want to say at some point she maybe went to Illinois because I saw a lot of people talking about her in my Illinois thread. But um, she would have been there. Down next, she was a stand-up comic. She might have done something. Yeah, because I, I, if I'm thinking back correctly, I think that some of those early comedy shows I went to, I think that she may have hosted them. Mm-hmm. I think she may have been hosting some of them. Cause I'm trying to remember. Like if I go up, people be like, "Yeah, that was her." And then like, if someone, if I can ask somebody, like, was she one of the? They'll probably confirm and be like, "Yeah, that she was um, the host on some of those shows." Cause I would go to the comedy shows every year down there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it 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 was just really shocking for people to see that for her. Yeah, and she wasn't even fifty. She was um, what forty eight. Yeah. yeah. So condolences, prayers for her family, uh, prayers for everybody. She recently got married too, so yeah, like um, her husband got to be devastated. Yeah. yeah, and just everybody, just who she touched, because like so many people was like, 
you know, because of her, like, um, like I know people who are, uh, who are entrepreneurs and stuff and who are business people. And they're like, because of her, like, you know, like she helped me get my business off the ground and she, this, and you know, like they was like, I owe so much to her and just such a sad loss to see that. So prayers to her, her entire family and everything during this time. Mm-hmm. And then on my side this weekend, you lost um, it. We lost a dear friend uh, in my class. Um, her name, uh, Jacqueline Smith. We call her Jackie. Shaz well, um, alum, right? Shaz alum, yeah. Class of 99, my class. Um, it was just shocking because just a couple of days ago on Facebook, like I was just looking at her post. Which, um, she was an urban agriculturalist. So like our school, Chaz was an ag school, the farm school. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the farm school. Ironically, <laughs> at least in your class, I don't know how it is now, but most most of y'all didn't go into the ag field. She's one of the few that did, um, that pursued a career in agriculture. Yes, and she was uh, making noise on the Chicago scene. Like she was a big about like the urban, um, being like showing people how to like grow your own food, like at your home. Like she was like big on that. And um, a lot of us need to. Yeah. And she um, even had like a pandemic, like we all yep. should have some more better survival skills. And that's what if she was able to feed themselves. If the, if the grocery store shelves go better, you should be able to find a way to feed yourself. Yeah. And that's what she was doing um, during the pandemic. She was teaching um, classes on the webinar to um, people, mm-hmm. showing them how to do that. And when I saw that she was doing that, I was like, oh, and I was like, I, I filed that for my mental law because. Um, we're planning to buy a house within the next year or so. And Ariana already told me that she wants to have a garden at our house. She wants to have a garden. I said, you want to have a flower or a vegetable? She's like, I want to have both. I said, okay, so you want to grow food? I said, all right. Jackie does that. I said, so I said, we're going to go and we're going to get our training with Jackie. I said, because mommy hasn't done this in years. So <laughs> I need a refresher. So I was like, we're going to go and we're going to see Miss Jackie. That's what we're going to do. And that was going to be my plan to do that. But it was just incredibly sad to find out because um, I saw like some of um, like her closer friends in our class posting about it. And it's like I said, she was just talking about like, does anybody have any extra milk jugs? Because she was showing like how you can use like a milk jug and like, you know, grow stuff in a milk jug, like an empty milk jug or water jug or something like that. And she was asking for people like, if you had any milk jugs or water jugs to donate then thanks in advance. And that was like one of her last posts. And then like, she was like making like her vegan, um, her vegan cakes and stuff. Cause she had got like a kick-ass recipe that she was showing about how to make like good desserts that are vegan. Uh, me, her, I could have, well, me, her should have talked. Yeah. Cause yeah. I got kick-ass cookies. <laughs> but no she idea. had this mousse, oh, this chocolate mousse thing or something. Yeah. And it was just like, she was just posting this like two days ago. And then, when we saw that, all of us was just like, like we were just stunned by it. And she was just a beautiful person, just a beautiful spirit, beautiful soul. And she's going to be incredibly missed. So mm. please keep the Smith family in your prayers. And mm. just an incredible, sad loss for the Chaz family. Rest in peace, both Rest Erica and Jackie. Jackie. But yeah, sorry to bring you guys down the podcast. Wanted to get that out of the way because we're gonna have some fun for the um for the pretty much the final segment. Let's yeah. Coming to America. 
Can you see I'm coming to America? The sequel. Now, we'll break down we, the plot in there, Nam. We'll give our. So, oh, like, well, we yeah, uh, well, like so we, I'll put it in the description at about the 30 minute mark. Spoilers galore. We're going to spoil Well, let's not catch people up because like, it may be some people who may be living under a rock. If you've never seen the first Coming to America, which came, came out in 1988, by the way, over 30 years ago. Over 30 years ago. So if, you live in, if you've been living under a rock and you've never seen it, then quick synopsis. Prince Hakeem on his 21st birthday was supposed to marry his bride, Imani. His uh, his pre pre-chosen bride. Pre-chosen, yeah, bride Imani, because they had arranged they marriage. Kicked out for him at birth, like yeah. So like they've been grooming this girl her whole life. Her whole be, life to, to be the princess. Yeah. His wife. Hakeem is like, mm, I want to find my own wife. I don't want to marry this chick. I don't want to marry her because she's beautiful. But I mean. He was I was idea even before he met her. Then when he met her, he he knew he didn't want to marry. He's like, okay, she's a goof. I can't marry. Because uh, yeah, <laughs> before he was like, um, I I don't know. I I think I should be able to pick my own bride. Like the iconic scene, like I said, like the thirty year spoiler. The iconic scene when he asked her to bark like a dog, she barks like a dog. He said, no matter what I ask you to do, you'll do no matter how ridiculous it is. Just like, yes, he looks like. <laughs> and, this kid, and he's just a big dog and then she woof 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 and he tells her to hop up and down on one foot so like no matter what woof, woof, no matter woof, what the goofy thing woof. that he asked her to do she does it this clearly does not if, set uh, if, if Hakeem was smart then he wasted um getting her to do whatever she wanted like because <laughs> <laughs> body was fine so like <laughs> whatever I say hmm <laughs> I don't say bark like a dog. I got something else. I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Yeah. So he's like, I don't want to do this. So then he goes to America, but his father's again. He's going to America to sow his oats, to sow his royal oats. That's what it is because um, Akeem. Yeah, he's um. Like I said, I'm I'm assuming Akeem was a virgin. Yeah, because uh. The father asked him about the bathers. He didn't really yeah, answer the question. So, yeah. it's like, so I don't think, yeah. That, so he said, okay, yeah, well, I know um, you you want to um have your fun. So yeah, go to America. Yeah, smash some women and then come back and get married. 20 days. In 40 days, you'll be married to Imani. It is settled. Yeah. Of course, he brings his trusty sidekick, Simi, with him to America. Yeah. <laughs> and then they make a pact and he's like no he said i'm not going here to sow my oats he said i'm going here to find my bride mm-hmm. and then he decides to go to queens because that's like that's a, a sign to him he's like, on a coin flip yeah it's a a, flip. New York, tales los angeles because the rest of us don't matter like fuck the rest of america yeah. new chicago. york and la is all that matters <laughs> you found a queen in chicago i mean come on could have came to the south side i'm just saying <laughs> could have had the chest because, like, we got we got queens over here, over east. You know, gives you a queen from over east. <laughs> could have had probably Lisa Ray could have been Lisa McDowell. Southside. <laughs> 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 we would have been much different then. It's like, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to Zamunda. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> the Southside when it came out. <laughs> I ain't moving no Zamunda. <laughs> you must think I'm one of them Thelma and Louise bitches. Oh, wrong movie. My bad. 
Not a movie you play at a bride. <laughs> Almost trying to do Lisa Ray's voice. <laughs> so then he goes to Queens, and then he meets Lisa McDowell, who is uh, played by the lovely Shari Headley. Shari Headley. The ex-wife played from Kid okay. and Play. Little known fact, a lot of people don't know it. Plus Mimi from All My Children. That's what we know her from, Mimi. Worst <laughs> plays ex-wife and And so basically, he, you know, he shows interest in her immediately. But then she has a douchebag boyfriend played by um. Wow, yes. That's all for ER. He on his role in the uh, Eric LaSalle. Yeah, so very messy Jerry Curl. He's the the Prince of Soul Glow, basically. Yes, yeah, but... you're so good. Soul Glow was some knockoff, some knockoff Carefree Curl product from back. Yeah. Then. If you old, you might might you remember the Carefree Curl commercials? You remember that? Yeah, with the yellow like, and ridiculous. The red box. Yeah, the guy in the curl, like yeah, Carefree Curl. Yeah, it was like yeah. That's like, what they're making like, fun of to me is that shit. Yeah, it's like slaps you in the face. Your curl. They even had like, a jingle like they they had singing in a commercial. Carefree Curl, like that. Like <laughs> it is like. <laughs> So clearly they were making fun of that shit to me. Yes. Right? The whole globe was making fun of the Carefree Curl. So then, <laughs> so then he, uh, she breaks up with her douchebag boyfriend and then she starts to like Akeem. They start to date, but then he starts to get a little nervous because like, he's like, he doesn't want her to find that he's a prince because he's like, I want, I've already been why he loves Zamunda. So I'm not trying I've to give a chick after my money and shit. Yeah, right. I want a chick to just want me for me. For me. That's what he was after. He's like, I don't want no, because that's why he hid the fact that he was a prince. He told he her he was a, a fucking gold herder or something like that. Yeah, he said he was a gold herder. And then eventually she finds out that the cat gets out the bag. She finds out he's a prince. Because the, um, the royal family comes to America yeah. after um, after Simi, like, like he, after Akeem gives all of their money away. Gives all their money away. <laughs> he takes Simi's money and gives it away. So Simi sends a telegram to say, hey, we're broke. Like, send us some more money. But instead, they just show up. The royal family just pulls up and shit. Yeah. They don't send the money. They just come there, show up, and then um, and basically blow Akeem's cover like he sees like. (laughs) And then, and then after they blow his cover, then of course her dad's happy now. He's like, "Ooh, he's a prince. He got money." Hey, Akeem, because he wanted her to marry the the girl dude and shit, or the soul glow dude. (laughs) She wanted to marry him, the prince of soul glow. But um, when she finds out he was a prince, he said, "Okay, like fuck Daryl, like yeah." He finds out he's a real prince. Daryl's the past, like Akeem is the future. Yeah, (laughs) and then um, her father likes him, but then played by James Evans. Played by James, uh, John Amos, aka James Evans, aka Adult Kunta Kente. So um, a major Grant from Die Hard too. So then at the end of that, so at the end of the movie, uh, Lisa looks like she's like, no, I can't because she's like, it just like, we're just too different. It wouldn't work. So then he goes back to Zamunda and then, you know, he's like, okay, I'm going to marry Imani, I guess. He goes through, he just shows it because he, he he feels it's something he has to do. Yeah, so he and goes back he home. He can't, he can't say no to the king. Like, basically, yeah. The king says, you marry this girl, you marry this girl. Right. So and he's just there, like, reluctantly, like, about the to marry. He was Darth Vader, and he was uh, Mufasa, so you ain't saying no to him, right? He was like, oh, I'm a, a king. I am your father. Simba. I am your father. This is CNN. <laughs> But then, so then he's at the wedding, like, okay, like, I really don't want to be here. 
But then when he pulls the veil up from her face, it's, and it's Lisa. It's not Amani, it's Lisa, and Akeem is like thrilled. Like he's like, yeah, you, you, yeah. It's just like overwhelming, like with joy. So, <laughs> so that's where the movie ended. So now, fast forward thirty years into the future, mm-hmm. the movie starts off the way made the old movie. Good morning, your highness. With this day, your highness. Good morning, mother. Good morning, mommy and daddy. Good morning, mommy and daddy. Good morning, mommy and daddy. They got three. Yeah, um, um, Akeem and Lisa, and their three um, lovely daughters. Three lovely daughters, which the middle daughter was actually Eddie Murphy's real daughter. That was Bella Murphy. That's his real daughter. Mm -hmm. And the girls, they're beautiful girls. The girls, that was good casting. Uh, I'll go more with like the older daughter about what I saw. The older daughter was mom, kind of the star. The other two were just kind of there. The yeah. oldest one was like clearly the one that was going to be featured in the movie. Like, yeah. That early on in the movie. And I'll uh, go back and I'll talk about like uh, what mm-hmm. I noticed with her. We're going to talk um, about they, uh, they uh, had nods of people who was in the original. Like Garcelle Beauvais was a flower bearer in the original one. A young Garcelle uh, Beauvais. Which is, I'm guessing she was over the rose bearers now because um, I can't see like 30 years later you still no, have roses. 30 years. Later. It's like you would have moved up the chain at some point, so maybe she was like the boss of the because it was other rose bearers. It looked like that's where it was because the boss. And shit, I'm saying. Because he was putting the roses in their bands early, and then they were like, look like they were like, it was like she was delegating. That's what it looked like to me. It's like she was that delegating. Seems like a pretty sucky life. You still doing the same <laughs> shit 30 years later. Like you haven't moved up. You should at least be the should at least been on a level with the chick that was tasting the food in the first movie. Like, oh yeah, like Garcelle <laughs> like could because she wasn't in the movie. Garcelle could have her job. <laughs> That's why he should have moved up to her. Job. Maybe he was kissing her neck at the end of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that chick. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So seeing that, seeing the um, the so girl, only jobs it seems like you would move up. Like the like bathers, it wasn't the same ones. I'm pretty sure they moved up. Like. You can't still be, cleaning, was you can't be like 30 years later still cleaning the royal penis. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. And like, uh, yeah, gravity says, hey, you know what that is. <laughs> so. so you got to move up the chain. It's like, so So that's what I'm thinking that Garcelle had, um, was the, bros, the boss bearer. The boss bearer. <laughs> the BB boss bearer. <laughs> that's just my take. <laughs> and then uh, they still had the same setup and everything, obviously. Um, now, Prince, like the thing, instead of celebrating the birthday, because at the beginning of the first movie, it was celebrating his 21st birthday. Yeah, it is my birthday, yeah. They were celebrating their 30th anniversary. Because mm-hmm. that would be by time wise, that would be about correct. Oh, right, yeah. About correct, yeah. Because um, they probably started filming this movie in 2019. Yeah. The original came out in 88, so 30 years, it's about yeah, the same. 30 yeah. years, it's close. It's close. Mm-hmm. About that, yeah, mm-hmm. about there. So, um, so they were celebrating their anniversary and they were preparing and also in preparation for the anniversary at the same time, what was going on is the King was getting very ill. He was on his deathbed at that point. He was on his deathbed. Joffrey Joffer played by the legendary and we're so thankful that James Earl Jones is still here. Like he's explain um, how they did his scenes too. A lot of people don't know. Um, should I do it now? Cause like, this is going to be lost. Let's just all pick it. Let's just like we're gonna pause when we have to, like yeah, so because we okay. will get shit, so we'll pause the story. Okay, go ahead. So right here, because of um because of COVID and because of his advanced age, like James Earl Jones is 90. Yeah, they he's 90. 
they were not about to put that man on the plane and send him out to Hollywood. So um, so he did all of his scenes from his home in the, on the East Coast, like somewhere in New York. Wait, he did all his scenes, and then through the magic of editing, which you know very much about, it's like so. Um, uh, Eddie Murphy and James Earl Jones were never in the same room. Like he's talking this fight. You, you know, they just edited it together to make it seem like that. Okay. I did. I would not have even known that. Yeah, because like James Earl Jones basically never left his home. He filmed all his scenes like on the East Coast, and then the rest was like in Hollywood where everybody else was at. So, mm-hmm. and when you think about they never showed him, him walking. Night, he wasn't walking or nothing or anything. He was just in his bed, mm-hmm. and then he was in. They talk together. They just saw him talking up, and then saw Akeem talking to him, and it was like, yeah. He's like, so basically, he's talking to nobody. He's like, yes, my son. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, father. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like, um, there's another cool scene we're going to get to, definitely, too. And I'm just thankful that he's still here, James Earl Jones. That's what I like to he see. Lost, that he lost um, the legendary Mad Sinclair way back in the 90s. Like, yeah, like 95, I think. Played, um, Queen Aeolian. Like she Aeolian. Aeolian. Yeah. <laughs> Aeolian. And, um, Akeem's mother, yeah. Queen yeah. Aeolian, yeah. We lost her in the mid '90s. So, and since we just touched on match, um, I was like throwing my little nugget. I felt the the oldest daughter looked like Matt Sinclair because when I was looking at her face, I was like, "She looks like Matt Sinclair." I was like, "Good casting," because she looks like his mom. I was like, I, I, I see a little, I see a little bit of um, a Patrice McDowell in her too. So she a got little bit, yeah. from Lisa's side of the family. A little bit, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like I see some. Uh, I saw yes, Matt Sinclair and a little match. In there, yeah. As soon as I saw, I was like, she looks like Madge. I was like, she looks like her grandmother. I was yeah, like, that was good casting. The tree sprinkle in there too. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's good casting to make wow. her look like yeah. her her, her uh, extended family. That was good casting. I felt. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so when he's on his deathbed, he tells him, "Akeem, you have a son." Mm-hmm. Because um, let's break that scene down. Um, oh, yeah, let's break it down. Yeah. Because um. By Zamundin Locke, you know, like just like the first movie, um, the law was um, right, we we pick your bride, you got to marry the chick we chose. Uh-huh. So like you need that conflict for the second movie. Zamundin Law is um, only a male can only inherit. Only a man the- can, can yeah, be heir to the throne. So just like let's use your family for an example, even though Ariana's the oldest, Kalia will be the next in line on the throne. Like yeah, like he would like be a, like be ahead of her because he was a, he's he a would supersede Ariana because she's yeah. a girl basically. Yeah. That's how it would be like he'd be next in line for the throne. Like that's how it the Zamund in law and since Akeem and Lisa had all girls, like yeah, so that caused a problem. Like, girl dad. <laughs> yeah, Akeem was a girl dad, except for the his unknown son who we're gonna talk his, about in a little bit. What he do about his unknown son, he was a girl dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he tells him he has a son because they have this weird fucking voodoo guy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Who was Arsenio Hall? Arsenio Hall, um, disguised. Yeah. They played multiple characters. It's like the first movie. They played yeah, multiple the first characters. movies. So yeah. it's like Arsenio dressed up in his this weird voodoo. Ooh, he's like a voodoo man. He looks like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, so looking he like, tells look, look like looking like Dawson from Street Fighter. <laughs> he did. <laughs> you know, looking like that dude. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like telling him about his son that a vision came to him and this and is your like son. a picture of him and they're like and then um and then there's the whole yeah let's get to the other side why um with the conflict another conflict um because um akim 
left Omani at the altar 30 years ago. Um, now, like, her entire country is at war with Zamunda. <laughs> yeah. Wesley Snipes, her brother, is basically like, oh, he's her brother. Yeah, Wesley You left my sister at the altar. Yeah. <laughs> he come in like, like he's Blade 2.0. Yeah. Like, I you never know. liked you anyway, pretty motherfucker. He told he told Akeem sit your five dollar ass down for I make change. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well go all the way with it. <laughs> so then when he's like, "Look what you did to my sister," and then she's still hopping on one leg, barking. Yeah, <laughs> um, he never told her to stop. <laughs> That's why. So she's still like thirty years later. Which was like that was like that made me go like why is she still hopping like this fool is still hopping thirty years later ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like look what you turned my sister into look what you did to my sister and if I'm not mistaken I don't think um Vanessa Bell had any lines I think she just barked the whole time <laughs> which is even funnier that did she forget how to talk like all she could do was bark <laughs> I don't remember having a single line no, in the movie. she didn't have a line. She didn't have any lines. Yeah. Yes. Like, I think she forgot how to speak. If you've been barking for 30 years, you probably would forget how to speak. I think so. She, I think she forgot speech, you know, because she just barked for the last 30 years. <laughs> but then he's like, We're at war. And then he's like, uh, Yeah. And, um, and King Joffy Jofer um, wants him to find his son because he thinks Akeem is soft. So he's like, Yeah, we need, um, he's like, you, You're not cut out to be king after I die, basically. Right. Because um, cause he was kind of pampered, you know, like, and all that. He's like, yeah, I think, yeah, you, you're kind of soft. So let's find this other son. I think he might be more worthy of the throne than you. I think that's what. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then he goes to Queens because in the well, flashback. The king, after that, the king dies shortly after they had shown. Well, the they show, well, they show the flashback of, um. They show that flashback. Yeah, and then how well like, my had a son. Let's get there. Yeah, One of the best kids in the original movie. Which um, yeah. at first I was skeptical about Akeem having a son. I was like, it kind of ruins the whole story of the original movie with yeah. him finding his perfect woman, Lisa, and they live happily ever after. And then it looks back and like, oh, did he fuck around on Lisa? Like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Exactly. Go back um, to the scene when they first got to America, Akeem and Sim. They, they go to this whack ass bar and shit, and um, let's break that down. Like, yeah, I have a secret. I worship the devil. And then um, some guys go hour to hour. Man, got to put in overtime between me to get off. And I'm almost single. My husband's on death row. I always, I always try to guy to drive the BMW. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the thing. Good thing. <laughs> I was Joan of Arc in my former life. <laughs> this is the this first is time the doctor does. Uh, just the doctor separated us. Doctor separated us. My name is Peaches, and I'm the best. All the DJs want my rest. <laughs> and really, I'm a rock star and a rock star make my own videos and <laughs> and I'll uh, tell you apart so then they do a quick run through of that and then after he realized all, all those back ass bras they met and then um, they add footage that we didn't see from the original scene yeah. let's, tell you, let's pause again how this scene became about uh, what gave an idea for this a couple of years ago, a few years back, I don't know if you remember um, Terminator Genesis, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Uh, I've, I didn't. I haven't seen the movie, but I remember I the previews. And what they show in that, they show um, Arnold looking like he did in the first movie. He went back to like '84 again, and that, but like, uh-huh. look, yeah. And so Eddie Murphy saw that and said, like, 
let's do that and come into it since they have that technology where they could um mm-hmm. it could um uh, make you look like how you did um back in the like like um the shit is so advanced now with technology. Like, which uh have you seen Captain Marvel? Um, I don't think so. They did that with Sam Jackson and Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel took place in the nineties, so obviously Sam Jackson couldn't learn how he does now as uh, Nick Fury. They made him look like how he would look in the nineties, <laughs> like that, like how he did a Time to Kill. Like he looked like that, like a Time to Kill, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, but that's what they do now with um technology. So um, they had Eddie Murphy and Arsenio like playing themselves, but they um altered them so they look like how they did in eighty eight instead of how they look now. So they, they basically had a filter. Yeah, <laughs> that's, what, that's what they did in Terminator Genesis. How Arnold, like Arnold's clearly, like, clearly seventy now. So yeah, but they had him, like, he did in eighty four, like when he was like thirty five, whatever. Yeah. So, that's yeah. Like, so, yeah, so they were able to alter it. Yeah. yeah. But um, going back, yeah. So then they um they um a, a chick they didn't show from the original movie because Sammy was like, I'm getting some ass here. I'm getting some ass. I don't know about you, but hey, I'm getting some. And he was going, and as as fellas, especially young fellas back in the day, we do that. Um, we'll find a couple of chicks like you got to be the wingman and get rid of the. You got to be the wingman, yeah. Which is what um, Akeem basically like took um took your ugly friend played by Leslie Jones. If <laughs> 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 he was getting yeah with his with other chick, that's what. They meet these two chicks. Yeah, they take them back to their crappy apartment in Queens. Crappy <laughs> <laughs> apartment. Um. Well, Leslie Jones's character is smoking weed, and um, basically Akeem gets high, like she blows the smoke into it. She gets him a shotgun. Mm-hmm. She, <laughs> she gets him the weed, and then and they she, have sex, and um, that's how the son was conceived. Like, yeah, Akeem technically he didn't cheat on Lisa because he hadn't even met Lisa. Because like, remember they met at the Black Awareness rally. Right. And they had the, the the creepy um preacher with the women <laughs> up there. Shout, shout out to the one in yellow. Like you said, with the Black Awareness rally. Yeah, black awareness, bro. They should have had one in this movie, but. <laughs> so then, when they show his son, his son is a bit of like a hustler because he didn't grow up with his father, and his father figure was played by Tracy Morgan. No, let's talk about him. To be a hustler. Let's talk about Tracy Morgan, um, because for years ago, when um Eddie and Arsenio thought about, because they never wanted to do a sequel, but they talked about it over the years, and um. Originally, Eddie wanted to like Tracy Morgan to be like the son, but they was like, "Y'all deal with the same age." <laughs> so we scratched that. So they found. So when they finally did do the movie, they found another way to get Tracy in the movie. Which saw Uncle Reed was born. But he didn't want to do like uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> um, because Eddie is a fan of Tracy, so he wanted him to play his um son. Like this is like years ago, like when they were talking about doing a sequel. They said that ain't gonna work, man. <laughs> like, hey, hey, Tracy Morgan technically looks older than Eddie Murphy. <laughs> well, he looked the same age. <laughs> so it was like, oh, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> so then he had him playing his, uh, he was uh, the Uncle Reem, um, yeah. Uncle Reem, which is what my kids call our brother, Kareem. They call him Uncle Reem. Mm-hmm. That's what my kids call him. But um, I remember the name because it's the same as my brother. Because his yeah. name was Kareem, and that too, and they could, Uncle Reem was what the son called him. Yeah. Right. Mm. And uh, a good nod that I saw a nice little Easter egg when they showed him trying to apply for a job. Another cameo was Colin, Colin Jones, um played um a, a descent a what the, the Duke, Duke descendant of the Dukes. Uh, when he says that he's like, oh, he was like Mr. Duke is my father. When he said call me whatever his name Chad whatever his name was. 
And then he was like, yes, uh, my grandfather and my so grandfather. more than but a portrait of them. Yeah, the portrait. So that made me laugh out loud. I like that they still were Get tied them. in. So, um, so coming to America and trading places are still in the same universe, technically. Right. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the Dukes exist in that world, like because they existed in the first movie as well, too. Right. It was the aftermath of them going bankrupt. Yeah. Randolph, Randolph. <laughs> so I guess uh, so I, I like um the Dukes had a happy ending. So I guess they took the money Akeem gave and built their empire back up. Empire back. Duke and Duke is back again. Like but 30 years yeah. later, the company is, is still thriving. Their grandson was still like he was running it now or whatever. Played so. by SNL's Colin Jost. Colin Jost. So I thought that was a nice little nod to the Duke. So that was a nice little cameo. And I like Colin Jost. He's funny. So that was a nice little cameo. And he pulled on Black Widow. So shot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like him. <laughs> Game. <laughs> that's nothing to do with uh, his talents, but. <laughs> Well, that's talent right there. You well, okay. Well, he yeah. pulled an A-lister. That's pretty impressive. Here's that. <laughs> but no, though. So then, um, so then, um, Akeem goes and, and of course it causes some conflict because, like, once his wife, you have a child. I guess a wife you find your husband has a child. Man, like it was before we met. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was I, so yeah. Like I didn't. I didn't cheat on you all. Of the before, because he didn't meet her to the Black Awareness ride, which was after the bar scene. So yeah, right. Yeah, so he didn't. He hadn't met Lisa yet. So, so then uh, she's like, she's okay, not, well, I can't be mad if something happened before we met. So she exactly. Accepts it. But she's like, what true. like, yeah, like if it happened before. Yeah, I can't be mad at that. Mm-hmm. So then he goes and goes to find his son, mm-hmm. and when he finds him. He's like, well, he first goes to the barber shop to try to find his son. Which Mighty Sharp is still there. Like, and they talked about the whole gentrification in Queens. Like, because, like, Queens now, like, uh, Queens 30 years ago was, yeah, we saw how it looked. Like, um, it's, like, it's like, they even joked about the cab driver. This shitty enough for you, they talked about how bad it was. And then, um, <laughs> but now, like, yeah, and they show Queens now was like, yeah, the gentrification is like, yeah. But the Mighty Sharp is still there. Like, everything else is different. The Mighty Sharp is the only place that and Of course, cool. they were doing what they do the best. They were arguing about boxing, saying that Floyd Mayweather kicked Manny Pacquiao's ass. They were like, doing what they do best, argue about uh, boxing. That's what they do. The three old men. That, um, that old Jewish guy right. is still the there somehow. Yeah. <laughs> he was still hanging out in Mighty Sharp for some reason. <laughs> My thing is they probably were only like 45 back then because, like, you know, people looked old in the 80s. <laughs> That's my reason. <laughs> I think the uh, old man was a hundred. I think uh, like, barbers might have been fifty. That um, that old Jewish man is a hundred. No. Like Seventy then. It's like, a, and it's like, yeah, they were old because they were talking about Joe Lewis. Was, yeah, they hundred. Yeah, 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 they were. Yeah. They were talking about, they were talking about, about Dr. King too. Dr. King. I thought she was someone yeah. else. Joe Lewis. So yeah, they hundred. Yeah. It doesn't add. Yeah, they definitely a hundred. You saw Joe Lewis box your hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they still alive? But it brought it brought some nice light light hearted humor with them, like the old men arguing or whatever. So then he goes and finds his son, and he lets him know that you know you're an heir to the throne. And his son is like, "What? You know, like as an American, you hear that you were heir to an African throne, huh?" And of course, the first thing I gotta take my mama. You know, like my mama. Like, yeah, his mom, mom confirms it is like, yeah, we um we hooked up, so. It happened, yes. She um, confirmed it. She's like, so, oh, you're my African. She's like, okay, baby daddy. What? Okay, okay. You know, and she's like that. So then, of course, 
he takes his mom with him and they come they return to Zamunda. Acting a, acting a damn fool because now she's in a, a palace, a royal yeah, palace. Cool. Mm-hmm. And, and she's um, like really showing out, doing like what you say, like if somebody, if you do come into some money, you know how we act, you know. <laughs> you know how we act. Um, it took another conflict in the movie is between um Akeem and um Lisa's oldest daughter and the son, because um she um she she's feels slighted. She's like, I've been um I've been preparing my whole life for this. You just bring this clown in off the street. Yeah, so like, he, he, can, he automatically like jumps ahead of me like this clown. And, up he, and he's a, this is who you want to lead, Zamunda. Mm-hmm. Him. Really? Him? She's like that him? She's like, like he don't even know anything about our customs. You know, I'm clearly the one that's most prepared, but the fact that um he's a male is like he automatically he, he, saying he automatically gets it. Mm-hmm. So that created that conflict, the little sibling rivalry, we call it there. And then they're like, oh, now you have a son. Izzy's like, he comes back and he's like, yeah, you got a son. So now he can marry my daughter. His daughter is played by Tiana Taylor. Yeah. Thanks her out. Tiana Taylor. And of course, the son was like, okay, this ain't so it's bad. Just, you know, just like, like the first movie when they brought out um, Vanessa Bell's character. Yeah. She, she come out. She's like, yeah. You know, doing her that thing. That part too, yeah. Tiana Taylor, like shout out to Shump, yeah. He minds up. You did a good job, homie. <laughs> well, you a nice one. Tiana <laughs> Taylor, she's like, okay, I got to work out. <laughs> Snatch his head a little. <laughs> yeah, she. But, um, she was quite nice in that, and they duplicated the um. It was like the um. She's your queen scene on steroids, like the um mm-hmm. with the African dancers and Oha singing. And they did that scene over, but. A, a lot though. It was like a lot more to it, obviously. Yeah. And uh, the head nod in the original, it was Paula Abdul who did the choreography. And then this one, it was Fatima Robinson. So they stayed with the real choreographer, which I liked. I was like, yeah, Fatima. I love Fatima. She's dope. So a lot of people who don't know Paula Abdul is one who taught Janet how to dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at Janet pre um Paula and post Paula. Terrible pre control. <laughs> Role. like she, now she's known for her great dancing but wasn't always like that <laughs> all the time yep mm-hmm. but um so then um he's like okay and then he's like well he has to pass the princely test that's what you know because he's trying to stall it he's like we, he has to pass the princely Jakim test is not sold either so he's, he's um yeah let's um let's test this brother out <laughs> yeah so then after he, he, he's, he's worthy of the throne yeah so after they put him through these ridiculous tests or whatever, finally he gets it. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to jump back. Let me just jump back real quick. James Earl Jones was a damn fool for that. Where like he was like he knew he was dying, then he said, "I want to have my funeral now while I'm alive." Like yeah, which is funny. Yeah, <laughs> he got, but that goes with his ego though, because he was he was very eager. Like he's the one man to say like I want to attend my own funeral. Like he's yeah, only, he said, I only attend person my own that could get away with that. <laughs> and then which McCall was there. Um, Morgan Freeman was doing like his eulogy. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. And then uh, he dies. Mm-hmm. And he dies. He said, This is fitting. This is fitting for a king. And he dies. Now, kid's officially the king after that. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Now, I, I, now Wesley Snipes are really come, okay, now we definitely going to come after you. Like, King Joffrey's gone, so we're going to take out our king. We're going to take out our give, king. Give, he gave him, like, unless you marry. Unless um your son marries her, then we call it off. We're gonna come. We're gonna come. Goes along with it because he wants to keep the peace. Because um, right. 
because he knows that he, they probably would take him out. He's like, yeah, you know what? Exactly. Okay, I agree. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm against arranged marriages. Like knowing what you know about his character from the first movie, I'm against that. Mm-hmm. But fuck it, yeah. If it keeps the peace, then I, I'll uh, I'll allow it. That's why I keep was on. And the process of uh, of him, uh, the son meets uh, his groomer. Yeah. Uh, Rimbe, he meets her, Very and then funny. once he starts talking to Rimbe, he really, you can see that they have a connection, even though he just met like Tiana Taylor's character. Just like Akeem and Lisa, they like, he um, yeah. fell for the common girl and not the one that's been groomed for, yeah, he fell for the common girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he fell for the common girl, and then um, he eventually, it's like, I want you, and then they decide to run off. After he, after he passes all those ridiculous tests, then he decides that yeah, yeah, you're the heir to the throne. He gets declared it. But uh, after all of that, he decides that. Yeah, you got Mary Tiana Taylor's character. And after he taught her, she did the same thing that she was like, whatever you like, whatever you want. And he's like. And during that, so I can't marry this girl. Like, just like I can. And the line that got me is when he said to her, he was like, he was like, but what do you want? She was like, I'm just a wife. Like, basically, like, I'm not paid to think. Like, I'm I'm a wife. I don't, he said, I want a woman who's good thinking. Well, that's not me because I'm just a wife. Like, the way she said, like, I'm just a wife. Like, why? It makes, we, it, we it shows how Akeem, like, the older he got, the more he became like his father. Because, like, when he was young, 21, he was the rebellious one that, um, why can't I pick my own bride? Right. Fast forward 30 years later, now he's like, hey, it's, it's the moon in tradition. Like, I can't break it yet. The heir has to be a male. Like, yeah, who am I to break it? It's like, it's like he. And then his wife called him out. That Lisa called him out. Because Lisa was like, uh, the more you said that you were going to change things, the more it stayed the same. Because she was like, you were supposed to change things, but you didn't. And that happens. Like a lot. Like like we we could talk about. Like we can make this a political thing. Like people, oh yeah, new politics is. But it's like a lot of times stuff just stays the same. We stay status quo. It just keeps on going mm-hmm. and nothing changes. If nobody really actually, we need change, mm-hmm. things will remain the same. Mm-hmm. So then after that, um, what did he do? Oh, so then him and... Uh, was pissed off too because he overheard off. the conversation about um, the arranged marriage only being because of to to, um, to keep peace between Zamunda and I forget the name of the other country, mm-hmm. but... That's the only so the son yeah. overheard that combined with Tiana Tiana Taylor being a ditz. Like he said, you know what? I'm out of here. <laughs> it's like so then they he and his mom and everybody they fly back to America with his new um new bride. Yeah, that is. Get married to her, and then they bring. That's when they reintroduce the pervert preacher again, and they go to get married with the pervert preacher in Queens. But then after, but then um. Akeem breaks in or whatever, like he's able to find them and stop it before they go Just through like it. The then, and they realize comes in and tries to get him to go back to Zamunda. He's like, "Yeah, you return to Zamunda, marry Tiana Taylor. You now you won't go through with this." Like he tries to like stop the wedding. That's why Akeem first mm-hmm. so helpful, mm-hmm. right? And then once he realizes, okay, this is who he wants to be with. Okay, but and then she's like, "Do I really want to get married in here?" She was like, "I'm, from, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I'm." Not from she's. I'm, I want to get married. I want to go back to my country. I don't want to get married here. So he's like, yeah, and then that's when he says, "Well, let's bring queens to Zamunda," mm-hmm. and then they bring queens to Zamunda, and then and all the people like Lunell is on um, part of his family, like all yes, like the blended, the mm-hmm. blended celebration, and then uh, Vanessa Bell's character, uh, Imani, finally is out of her trance, and then she's mm-hmm. normal. 
because it's um the countries are at peace now like um yeah because they had a little boy because um basically um the oldest daughter they have their little um fight it's like so a little battle they have in that scene and she um basically yeah. conquers them yeah that's all conquers it. In the dark yeah. after she puts wesley snipes on his ass izzy on his ass then he's like okay okay it's like okay i don't want the, i don't want this i don't want this you got it mm-hmm. so then that proved that she is capable of so holding then, the he changed her tradition and said okay you're the heir to the throne yeah thank you I can change it like, just because it's all because traditionally been male. Like so, what I can change it. You're officially here. And then they have drinks and they're celebrating a wedding. And then, of course, what would a wedding be without sexual chocolate? At the end, yeah, the sexual wedding, chocolate wedding singer up. is Randy Watson and sexual chocolate. That's your wedding. And he's their cousin. Randy Watson is um is a uh, his uh, son's cousin. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, Leslie Jones. Tracy Morgan in them, yeah. When they come out, they're like, yeah, Jackson Heights, oh, sexual Randy Watson. Mm-hmm. And when he comes out, he has a new song. He doesn't sing uh, The Children of the Future. He sings, We Are Family. And he sings that. And I somehow, got sexual chocolate with me. <laughs> they somehow found them um, two random broads, um, Peaches, um, that the DJ. <laughs> Which I get it. They wanted to get them in the movie, but um, you wouldn't have found them. It's like I can't find a random chick I met like twenty. Years ago. <laughs> oh, and was like, we forgot the best cameo when he goes, "Hey, my tumble, let me give him in," and he goes, "No, no, no." Can we say tumble? And then it was a real tumble. I almost fell out because like I thought he was just being facetious because you're like. People yeah, call yeah. you African, they just call you Matumbo. But yeah, I thought he was just doing that. He has the Hall of Fame NBA player. And he goes, no, no, no. <laughs> Another um, cameo we forgot to mention, um, um, who also we yeah, have African ties. They have Trevor Noah. Trevor like Noah. Um, on CNN. Yeah, Zamunda was CNN. Zamunda Network. Yeah, <laughs> it says CNN, they got ZNN, yeah, for Trevor, Trevor Noah. He is South African, for those that don't know, so he's authentically African. So yeah, he, so he was, Which I love Trevor Noah. He's hilarious. I love Trevor Noah. Comedy Central but, guy, yeah. From um the the tonight the dumb not the tonight show the late show tonight show is fucking Jimmy Fallon the late show. <laughs> uh, but overall, I would say like I've seen a lot of mixed reviews, and that's the whole movie in that show. Like if you didn't if you didn't watch the movie, you listen to this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like um, I'm gonna put it in the description. Yeah, about the thirty-minute mark. Yeah, we're gonna spoil the shit out of this movie. So right. yeah, I mean, it, that's why I'm glad we did it last. So people right. can listen up to that point and just stop it there. Like if you don't want to hear the spoilers, exactly. the thirty minutes just just stop the podcast because we don't okay. talk the rest of it. It's gonna be about this movie. But yeah, though. Um, overall, here's my, like, my takes. Like I promise, I promise my Facebook fans I would um, promise, yeah. my actual synopsis of how I feel about the movie. If you don't compare it to the original coming to America, you'll be fine. If you're constantly comparing it, expecting it to be that, then like that's the ones that are disappointing. Looking at it as a standalone movie, and um, what I liked about this one um, was the first coming to America was all about yeah the yeah, um, Queens, the American side. Well, like most of this movie took place in Zamunda, so we got to see Zamunda. We didn't see much of Zamunda in the first movie. We saw a little bit at the beginning and a little bit at the end. We got to see like the whole movie basically took place in Zamunda, so that was cool. Like, you got to see like learn more about the Zamundan culture and all of that. So, so I like that portion. I like the nods to the original. 
Yeah. Um, some of the cameos, a lot of cameos on like eh, some oh. of the cameos were like Louis Anderson. So now he's not washing lettuce. <laughs> Louis Anderson. Assistant manager now, yeah. Like, assistant that's, manager. Where the, that's where the big bucks come in. And um, yeah, they opened their first um um, um uh, Mc, uh, not McDowell, yeah, not yeah, yeah. McDowell's I was right. They opened their first McDowell's in Zamunda. In Zamunda. So like um basically like um I guess being in the royal family has its perks. So now um Cleo McDowell was able to franchise his business. So yeah, he was one store in Queens. Now he got franchises around the world. They have one in Zamunda. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Louis Anderson is there running that one. And um yeah. I got a little sidebar right now about how Louis Anderson even ended up in the movie to begin with. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah our Eddie and Arsenio were on Jimmy Kimmel talking about um coming to America the sequel. Mm-hmm. And um they said that um Paramount, like which is um was the studio that produced um the original Coming to America. Probably this one as well, too. Yeah. They right. said that um they didn't feel that um an all-black cast could carry a movie. This is the 80s, so, like, that was this still... The 80s, thing, you yeah. think about... It was a thing, then. <laughs> it, was a thing. The yeah, it was a thing. So the studio made him put um a random white guy, because he does... When you look back, Louis Anderson's character does stick out like a sword. He thumb. does stick out like a sword. Only, like, major white character. Like, his other white characters that are, like, minor, he's the only, right white character that's, like... Yeah, when he had character development, he had some depth to him. Yeah, yeah. so, like, and that's why the studio made him put a white character... And that's who they tell us. Okay, well, they, 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 and both Eddie and Arsenio are both comedians. They knew Louis, who was also kind of said, like, well, we like Louis. Like, put it. They're, they're like, who's the funniest? Who's the funniest white guy we know? Hey, Louis, come <laughs> Louis, here. Yeah. Louis's cool. Put him in the movie. Oh, Louis, Louis. <laughs> so that's how he ended up in the movie. <laughs> and to piggyback off of what you say, I do agree with you with that. Um, as a standalone movie, like I felt like it was more like. It wasn't a sequel per se, but kind of like a reboot. It almost felt kind of like not a not a straight up sequel. But when you keep on comparing it, like you can't compare stuff from thirty years ago. Can't you can't capture that magic um, again? For one, you can't capture the magic. For two, a lot of things have changed and evolved in the last thirty years. So the jokes about things happening, like you know, you meet them randoms it's like now you could just swipe left <laughs> you know what i mean you want to meet women you swipe left yeah like yeah like even i think did the uber joe because when, when he, like, he hard to try to get the he's like oh you gotta go on the app and get the, the app uh, because yeah like his cabs uh cabs are still around but um is most like mostly for let's call it what it mostly for like older people <laughs> people that don't have like smartphones because like you want to call a car now? Just call an Uber. Yeah, it's much yeah, Uber easier. Lyft. Yeah, just do that now. Go go on the app and then make your uh, you know book your car. Yeah, and all of that. You don't have to worry about somebody stealing your cab like back in the day. Mm-hmm. If you call but, the yeah. cab, but then like, but just yeah, just book you a car. But a lot of those jokes that were so funny in the first one, it wouldn't work in today's because it's like we've like, evolved such a past. Like, you know, everything is instantaneous now. We have everything available at the palm of our hands now. So, oh, and um, two glaring omissions. Let's talk about those. Um, no Patrice McDowell, no Daryl. Um, yeah. The Patrice story, I read something about um, how um, I think um, it was like during the original movie or some kind of conflict with the film. It was something like where she, um, they basically like, because you haven't seen her a lot, she kind of got blackballed from the industry before. Uh-huh. It was like, yeah, so uh, with Allison Dean, the lovely Allison, yeah, Allison Dean. Patrice, yeah. Uh-huh. 
you really she hasn't done much since that. So it was like something happened during that original production. She still looks great because I saw pictures of how she looks now. Still she looks still, like looks, street, so looks she still looks great. Yeah, she looks great. Yeah. And then um, with Eric LaSalle, I'm assuming that he's retired from acting because he's now working behind the scenes. Yeah, he works. He works with. I know he does a lot with Chicago PD here, like mm-hmm. um, at Cinespace. I know mm-hmm. he like directs and produces. Like he's um, so Eric LaSalle, he probably just turned it down. He's like, I don't want to. I don't want to be in front of the camera anymore. I don't know what? if that's what I, but I'm assuming that's what it was that Eric LaSalle is just like, I'm retired. Like, I'm, one cameo I'm, a, I'm, that, I'm a producer now. I'm not an actor anymore. I think. One cameo that I wanted, I wanted Sam Jackson in the movie so bad because I was like, it would have been funny if he was like a politician or like a police chief or something like that. He's like, yeah, we're going to get this crime together in Queens. Because this crime is just so bad. And he was just like one of those guys. It would have been a nice nod to see that. But from what I heard, they say it was a a, a conflict of schedule. Like no, Sam, Sam was a very busy man, so yeah, he could. Yeah, because he's six thirty. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of a um. That's a third one that was missing, but those first two really like stood well, out. I would have loved to have seen Sam because it just would have tied the. It would have been a nice little Easter egg to show that he turned. He went to jail that last time. He turned his life around. Now he's fighting crime. Even though he was like, they came and sent me there the once because like he had robbed the joint five times and then five they busted times. him. So thanks to <laughs> thanks to the two of them is how it happened. <laughs> oh, and shout out to Rick Ross. That was Rick Ross's house, the uh, palace yeah. where they shot at. That was Rick Ross's house because he was like, I have the house. Which Marcus told me he said the house that Rick Ross bought that was Evander Holyfield's house. That was yeah. his former house. That was Holyfield. And Rick was like, I have the space. I have this many rooms. I have this huge mansion, so mm-hmm. you can film it here. And then a lot of the movies. We got also- to see more of the palace. I like that too. We didn't see mm-hmm. a lot of the palace because, like, technology was here. We didn't see a lot of the palace here, so we got to see. And then there's bonus stuff like uh, some of that was shot on Tyler Perry's lot on his studio. So, of course, mm-hmm. that was cool. The costume design was good. I think it was the lady who won. Oh, what was it she won the Oscar for? Was it a wrinkle in time or? I don't remember. Black Panther, maybe even? Maybe Black Panther. I don't know. I think it was the same wardrobe person who won the Oscar that year. Whoever. I think it was the same one. I'm glad you mentioned Black Panther because that's another was. connection um, that between the two movies. What's his name? Um, Ryan. Ryan Coogler. That the, Ryan Coogler. Coogler. Yeah, Ryan Coogler. Um, he had um, pitched the um, Coming to America sequel script. Um, some years back too, like featuring um Michael B. Jordan as um I as saw that, but um it got rejected because um which I get too because of the charm of coming to America is like the antics of Akeem and Simi. His mm-hmm. new movie would have been t- would have been nothing. It would have been like Michael B. Jordan would have been the main star, like so would have been like doing the first movie, but with Michael B. Jordan in place of um of Eddie Murphy, like looking for his bride in America, like that. And that's why it got rejected. It's like, you know, we want to, um, we want to see Akeem and Simi in their antics. Like, we don't really want to, you know, we don't want to see um, a Michael B. Jordan lad coming. To- <laughs> so that it got rejected because of that. Although I'm sure the ladies would have been happy to see Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my take on it. Yeah, if you don't compare it to the original movie, you'll be fine. Yeah. If you compare it to the original, you will hate it. I say if I was, if it was like, you know, one to 10, one being lowest, 10 being highest, I give it like a six or a six and a half. It was a watchable movie. Like I said, like, yeah, obviously it had its, its holes and every movie has a plot hole. Every movie has its, yeah. 
this stuff, but I would say that it was watchable. The cameos made me laugh. The nostalgia made me love, feel like, oh, and it was good. Like seeing that like 90 percent of the cast is still alive mm-hmm. and to still be in the movie 30 years later. Yeah. And they still look good. Like everybody look good. Like uh, Shari look good. Vanessa look gracefully Shari. Yeah, like they haven't seen much of her recently. Like she um kind of fell out of the spotlight after the nineties. Like she um, Arsenio look good. Like yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's like everybody, Eddie and uh, Arsenio look good. Everybody look good in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's why I will say is that the nostalgia I liked and everything. So six, six and a half is why I would give it. Wasn't a terrible movie. People say it was horrible. It was not terrible. Yes. It was not unwatchable. Some stuff is unwatchable, but that 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 wasn't it. I wouldn't it was, say that it was feel good. I liked it. I was like, mm-hmm. it's, um, so of course, like it doesn't it doesn't compare to the original. Nothing mm-hmm. does, but nothing does. I enjoyed my, it. My question: Are you not entertained? <laughs> like, if you, you were entertained, that question, yeah, did it entertain you? Like, they you. another thing, um, nothing that changed from the original two before we wrapped this up could go along as fuck now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shit, um, is like the original was an R rated movie, this was PG yes, because once again, times have changed. Like, back in the 80s, like, um, most of your successful films were R rated, mm-hmm. but now most of your money makers are PG 13 because bring the whole family out to see family. That's more money. That's more tickets. You got a family of four instead of just a couple. That's two more tickets you could like sell. So I do. I have a family of four. Yeah, thirteen is going to be our friend. Yeah, (laughs) just you and um Marcus. I have a date night. Yeah, that's only two tickets they sold. Why not sell four? Bring the whole family out. Family. Yeah. So that's why. That money. That's why modern movies like the most successful ones are PG thirteen. Like typically, like R-rated movies now typically like fringe movies for the most part. You have some hits right. like Deadpool, like but um most um most modern R-rated movies are like fringe movies, yeah. But right. back in the day, like uh most of your hit movies were rated R. It was mm-hmm. an era, so that's why the new one was PG thirteen as well instead of R because of that. Because like they this is originally supposed to be a theatrical release, so they were thinking, yeah, more money. Like, more so. money. We make it R-rated, like you giving up money, you leaving money on the table. Yeah, uh-huh. make it PG thirteen. People bring the whole family out to see it. But that's my take on that. And yeah. let's wrap this thing up. We've gone long, the motherfucker. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. yeah the the review went like twice as long as the first part of the podcast. <laughs> Definitely appreciate you supporting. Not another damn podcast. And um, I guess um, we just get right to the some um, the subscribe, share, rate, review part. Cause yeah, there we go. Fuck Facebook, yeah. So, um, subscribe, share, rate, review on all your platforms. Talk about Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeart, TLC Talk Radio. What up, Tasha? Hey, Tasha. Get at us on your Amazon Alexa devices and on YouTube. You can check us out as well. Let's. There it is. (laughs) And you can follow me at Ozman the Wizard on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Oz Radio on Snapchat, fuck Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so work in progress, OzRadio.net, the bomb for your 90s and 2K classics. We're still getting that together. Like, um, it's, it's under construction right now, and that's what I'll say. And you can check me out, uh, MSIMAH626 on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Also, uh, S-T-R-A-G-U-L-L-E-Y-1 on Twitter, S-T-R-A-G-U-L-L-E-Y-7 on Instagram. Also, please. 
like me on other stuff, I guess. Yeah. Uh, check out uh, straightgully.com for your blogs or your vlogs and for your video production needs. Check out straightgullyproductions.com. We're going to get to the bottom of um, why that um, not another damn podcast page got banned. We're going to get to the bottom of it. But until then, I'm Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. We will talk to you later. Bye. I'm gone.